You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. All right, Matt, we're back. It's a brand new episode of the Laugh Button Podcast. Yeah, buddy. Very excited about this one. I know we're always excited about everyone, but I know, this one like, in particular. It's like if you're excited about everything, are you excited about anything? Um, yeah, I could just be super excitable. Like there's you a, know me, there, I'm super. You excitable. are. You are. You're an. Ex, you're. I love quote, everything. Like Warren Zevon, you're an excitable boy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Old school reference for you, old school music heads. Uh, but this one, come on, look me in the no, face no, no, right I'm now. Tell me you're not. I excited. am psyched about this one, but I think that. Uh, kind of like Louis C.K. talks about the use of the word hilarious, mm-hmm. and if you use it too much, it well, then it loses don't its name your special hilarious. But that's the whole bit. The whole bit is now if you if words mean something, and if you use the same shit word to describe a variety of different I things, I understand. But then he's using that same shit word to to name his special. But his special is hilarious. It is. I got real high like that. It is. I got, you, you I sounded. Got, I, got, I became the excitable Yeah, boy. I was going to say, you <laughs> sounded almost as excited for uh, how funny Louis C.K.'s special was as you are for this particular podcast yes. because Derek, Water, uh, Derek Waters, creator of Drunk History, is joining us and he's, uh, he's number two uh, returning guest. I know. We had like almost back to back returning guests. Yeah, back to back returning guests. And, and uh, you weren't there for the first one. So I was I'm, not. I'm excited for you. Because I got to ask questions. Because you got to hang out with Derek Waters. And yeah, I know yeah. you didn't get to do that and last he, time. And so. he mentions this briefly in our, uh, in our interview with him. But uh, mm-hmm. he kind of has like this that voice of like the drunken guy. Absolutely. Um, you know, and he's not drunk all the time and he, he kind of mocks it, but it's, it's the, like the Jim Brewer. That's the first thing I thought of. It's like, it's like he the, looks the, high the, as shit, I was like, but he's Jim not. Brewer always ha- talks yeah. about it, about like the face or that, that the voice or the laugh of like, yeah, he's parentally stoned and he's just sure. not, he's a family man, has kids and a wife and you know, he just kind of does some things, but it's just like, I'm sorry. This is the look I have. So, well, we learned some really cool, Derek interesting stuff look. about drunk history, and we're glad it's back for season four, which you can check out Tuesdays on Comedy Central. We gave him some yeah. ideas for drunk franchises. Yes, we did, <laughs> and uh, which I'm sure he never got. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, we we have a great hang. I don't with, know, uh, man. One Derek. of those ones he seemed really excited. Yeah, he was. Oh, that's he, a good one. He was super pumped, <laughs> and and. Uh, that's why I went downstairs to walk him out, and you didn't, as I signed a contract. That, oh. uh, I, I wrote you out Dude, of the deal. Dude, it was my I idea. <laughs> we have it on tape for the world to see. It hasn't aired yet. It, ha- it hadn't aired until after the contract was signed. you do edit this podcast. God damn it. <laughs> I swear to God, if you screw me out of this potentially lucrative nah. deal. Anyway, Derek, it was great to have Derek back. <laughs> yeah, it's always yeah, it a pleasure time. to see him. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a doing a, nice a bunch guy. of press for the new season of Drunk yeah. History and was nice enough to basically say, hey, I'll yeah. totally do a podcast with you guys. Love Sw- you guys. Swung by again? Well, actually, it was more like, I love you, Mark. It was nice to meet me. You're here for the ride, man. Yeah, man. Ticket to ride. Well, it was. He never met me before. Now we're BFFs. Yes. We exchange emojis with, re- with restraining orders. We text emojis to each other <laughs> with restraining orders. All right. Um. So before we get to Derek, we should talk about what's going yeah, on what's in the comedy there in space. The there's the old comedy news. There's a lot, and uh, we'll address this right up front. Um, New York Comic Con is kicking off. Yeah, dude. Today. Today. At the launch of this podcast, it's going to be day one. If you are reading this, we are at Comic Con. Yes. If you are listening to this, we are at Comic Con right now. We're very excited because we're helping uh, with two panels. In particular, today on day one. Yeah, today is two panels we're we're we're, we're helping with. We're yes, the impractical jokers panel or Plan B 
or is or is it uh, the Impractical uh, Jokers are having a panel? Planel, the planel, planel, yeah, planel. Yes, and, True uh, TV is putting it on, and, and the and the laugh button will be there to cover it. Yeah, so so we're uh, we're partaking in the Impractical Jokers panel, which is happening today, and also uh, John Glazer loves what Matt? Yeah. Oh man, such the, a the cool promos for the show. show. We've seen the first what two episodes? Two episodes. It's really it's funny. Like when I first saw when I first heard the idea, I'm like, I don't. Okay, how's this gonna work? Yeah, and then I watch it. I'm like, I'm fucking in. Like, like, it's a funny, funny. You know how show. it works. John Glazer takes. Yeah, I mean, like, what I love about John Glazer is he takes ridiculous ideas, and you hear them, you're like, huh? And then you watch him, you're like, oh, that totally works. Like, like delocated, funny ass fucking show. But the entire show, he's in a fucking ski mask. Sure. And, and his voice is muted, so it's like you did that. And then like, then what was the other show? Neon, he did? Neon Joe, Joe Werewolf, Werewolf Hunter. Hunter, which he literally just made up on the spot. Made up on, on the Fallon. spot on a late night TV appearance, and and basically the network was like, yeah, dude, like, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll challenge that. you, we'll do that. You, yeah. make that movie, and I'll make that TV show, and he did like eight episodes, and of he that did, too. and so and he did. The the brain of John Glazer is one of those brains where it's like sitting inside. I'd like to see what's going on in that brain because he's a unique person. Well, that's. Panel as well. Uh, yeah, so that's day one at Comic Con tonight. If you're in New York City, make sure you check both those out. And uh, and then on Friday, our panel, baby. our very own panel, man, yeah. this is pretty awesome. Last button pretty. presents the superhero fantasy draft 2016. And we, uh, we look, it's if you've ever heard about fantasy sports, this is I basically, know nothing about fantasy sports, but you've heard about it. Yes, and you know how it works. That, that's why we did this. And crazy people like me. This is my version hours of and fantasy sports. Actually. Months preparing for our draft, and uh, and then we have a draft, and yeah. we're going to do the same, but with uh, superheroes, alongside Danny Tamborelli, Janet Varney, Seton Smith, and Louis J. Gomez. They're going to be our, our drafters. They are. And Matt, you're going to be running around the crowd. Yep, going to be uh, figuring out what the crowd's going, and Mark's going to be ringleading the whole thing. I'm going to be trying to wrangle this thing. I know it's going to. I want it to go off the rails. <laughs> it is, but it, in a control. I don't know. Gonna, here's what. Here's, Who knows? Here's basically what we're doing. We're basically sitting down, and everyone's picking what they. If you were to draft your Avengers, mm-hmm. or your X Men, or your X Men, or, or your Justice League, Suicide or your Squad, whatever, it is, or whatever your favorite group is, what your are Guardians your, what of the are Galaxy, those five superheroes that would make up your team, right? Uh, and like fantasy football style, once you pick that player, that player is not available to anyone else. Let's we're going uh, th- to throw in some fun things like stealing and that yeah, kind of stealing stuff, and audience picks. So, so th- now, uh, over under right now because the panel hasn't happened at the time of this taping. Okay, are we going to get through all five well, that's what rounds? I'm thinking. I don't know because five superheroes is not a lot. It's not a lot, but, but when you have four, four guests, and they're all comedians and they're all ball busters, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I, we're, I think sh- it, we're setting our sights for five. <laughs> we're trying to get five. I'd be psyched if we get through one round. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get through one round. We'll, we'll I'll get make that round. happen. I'll but I'm looking that. forward to it because, like, uh, and, and the funny thing is, the panel it ranges in quote unquote expertise, right? Like some of the panel has literally given us some advanced rundowns, and they've broken it down by literal universe. Yeah, yeah. Tandy. And some people are like, I've never opened a comic book, and I love that variation. It's gonna be so. Good. It's going to so be good because so some good. people are like, oh, Superman? And someone's going to be like, I want, like, you know. Cable. Some, you know, Cable's a little too obscure. What? Oh, I really? mean, it's not obscure enough. No, yeah. I'm thinking, like, they want, like, someone who made an appearance in, like, episode, in, like issue blank oh, just in 1962. Sure. That's what I want versus someone be like, well, Iron Man's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, you know what else I'm just genuinely yeah. excited for in the in the in the comic book space? I know it's New York Comic Con. This yeah, is yeah. timed out great for us, and and obviously both of us, uh, you know, we love this genre, we oh, love yeah, this yeah. world. Is the 75th anniversary of Wonder Woman? 
And I think I want to say it's the uh, 75th anniversary of Captain America too. Is it? Yeah, I want to say. That, that just first of all blows my mind. But Wonder Woman is one of my personal favorites, and I love that you know, that have, series. We have the belt. Yeah, I do We've have the belt. The belt. The belt. Um, but uh, it's just pretty wild. And and when I was out in L.A. last time, uh, I don't know if I did I tell you the story. So when I did went you to run DC, into Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman herself. Uh, that'd be amazing. But yeah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Um, but uh, when I went to DC, and my friend took care of me and gave me the tour and everything. Uh, I uh I got to go to a special I don't even know if I can talk about but I, I went to a place where I saw some things that were pretty spectacular like like the first issue of Wonder Woman and the first yeah. I- issue of Superman but I, I I actually saw the check that was paid to Bob Kane for Batman really that's the cool actual check and I was just like whoa so this is like some DC vault of where the oh yeah yeah is. it was it was pretty nuts that makes man. sense but, like all that stuff in there but okay. they knew I was a big fan of Wonder Woman and they showed me some pretty kick ass like old school Wonder Woman I was gonna stuff say was it was, so it was like uh, I, and I got a coupon to 1-800-CONTACTS uh, <laughs> uh, you know they had some leftovers from Linda Carter and, and uh, that was great that was great <laughs> And just uh, freshened up, got some new pairs. Gotcha. So, but like Comic Con is, is interesting. I'm, mm-hmm. And I love comic books. You love comic books. I've been, I've been, I've I've been a collector of comic books long mm-hmm. before the Marvel movies came out, and I was actually really excited about. It. I was like, oh my god, like someone's actually doing this justice. Because in my day, it was Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. I know, and, it was brutal man. And brutal. the the Captain America movie where he throws the motorcycle, which was brutal, and the Fantastic Four movie, which never saw that the light was literally of day. made to never see the light of day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fast forward, and even to the Spider-Man TV show is a little rank, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It was like rough. I mean, The Incredible Hulk yeah. was good because you had Bill Bixby as playing Bruce sure. Banner as a kid, and, and, and that was okay because when you well, were super you were also young, super young, when they that was young. cool. Like yeah, yeah. you, you imagined it just the way you did using the comic books while of course, you were reading. Of course, one hundred percent. So, like, it's fun to watch the evolution because, like, you first got things like Blade. And right. then you got like Spider Man with the Sam Raimi Spider Mans, and then all of a sudden it's that like X Men is the turning point, X-Men, right? It's got to yeah, be the Brian Singer. It. The first X Men came well, out. I want to say Blade was before X Men. Was it? I want to say the first Blade was. Well, I'm saying, but uh, different type of superhero, right? So, so X Men was able to showcase Blade didn't shape shifting and to, Wolverine with blades coming out, whereas Blade was did, just a dude. You also didn't need to know that Blade was based on a comic book, right? Right. You know, like Howard the Duck was a comic book. Absolutely. You know George Lucas's executive producer of the movie, movie that he thought was going to be his next Star Wars. Yeah, but he included why, bestiality and the rest is history. There is a bestiality a little bit in that. Anyway, a little bit. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I was really excited when, yeah. like, you know, when the when these these books these books started becoming treated like actual movies and yeah. like, like and respected legit celebs. And, yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Robert Downey Jr. wasn't the celebrity he is today when he was cast, but like, it still was like, oh, that's perfect. Right. It's almost like when everyone's saying Patrick Stewart should be Professor X. Absolutely, like, yeah, he like, looks else, like Professor. Who X. Who else can do Professor X? Yeah. Patrick Stewart. So, well, I don't know. So I'm psyched about Comic Con because what I mean by that is like, like there's it just continues this merging of like pop culture and. Comic Comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's so much comedy going on at Comic Con besides just the panels we're involved in, and, and you wrote a complete the, guide to that on yeah, the website. So, that. like, if you're a comedy fan, there's plenty for you to find at Comic Con. In addition to just the Jokers, John Glazer loves gear. And, Adult uh, Swim's going to have a, yeah. pleasant, a presence there. We're there. There's a bunch of new TV shows happening too. So, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. We're pretty excited about what's going on at Comic Con this year, and uh, we're excited to be a part of it. The whole yeah. thing. I mean, like, uh, it's, this is the first time we've ever done a panel. We're going to tape it and release it as a podcast. So yes. don't worry about that. Yeah, and a lot of people have been asking. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. once we made the announcement, we're like, on oh, the social shit, media, this is like, going to be a podcast. It's going to be a don't podcast. Don't worry, we got you covered. Media. We got you covered. Don't worry about that. So. 
so yeah, uh, and head over to laughbutton.com. Like Matt said, uh, you can check out the Essential Guide to Comedy at New York Comic Con 2016, so you won't miss a beat while you're there when it comes to specific comedy things or, or things involving people from the comedy space. Yeah, uh, and there, there's I mean, like, plenty, yeah, I mean, plenty like, to go around. Yeah, I mean, comedians have always been a big part of comedy. I mean, uh, I mean, of comic books. I mean, like Kevin Smith. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call him comedian per se, but fast. But you got Brian Posehn, who's written for Deadpool. You have yep. Paul Shearer, who's written comic books. You have Pat Oswalt, who's been involved in that kind of stuff too. So like, you know, it goes hand in hand. And people have come out with their own comic book series, like Taron Kilm from Saturday yeah, Night Live absolutely. with the Illegitimates. Very cool comic series. If you haven't checked it out. Yep. All right. Uh, also news, and this kind of just in. It's uh, pretty wild. I, I can't say it's old. It's new news, but it's old news. Yeah. Uh, ben Stiller went on the Howard Stern show, and they always have great conversations. Totally. Uh, it's it's in fact it's one of my favorite guest appearances. You know, of someone that goes on Howard Stern. And he revealed that he's been battling cancer. Yeah, prostate like, cancer. Apparently. Yeah, crazy. So two years ago, he uh, got checked out, found out he had prostate cancer, and went to a bunch of different doctors and ultimately had his prostate removed and has been cancer-free ever since. But it, it's, uh, God, it's one of those things where you just, A, you just never know. Yep. And and two, uh, like I w- I'm wondering why he shared the info at all in the end anyway. Well, uh, it's probably I, I, one of those things where uh, he's he, it's behind him, so he wanted to like put it behind him, maybe. I sure. Don't know. I don't know. Well, well, uh, what's really cool, again, go to laughbutton.com. We've got the audio from the Howard Stern yeah, interview, totally. and, and he does go into the backstory a little bit and discusses why he did want to talk about it and and why it's important to talk about it and things like that. And But, yeah, just something that sneaks up on you, and you're like, oh, wow, that's that's crazy. You know, uh, to think, uh, you know, it's obviously very unfortunate if it ever happens to anybody. Of course. But uh, specifically in this case, the comedy and the comedy world, you know, he was just in Zoolander 2. Mm-hmm. He's executive producing like five projects that are coming out very soon, including a Dodgeball sequel, which I love Dodgeball. Dodgeball, love Dodgeball. is amazing. And uh, it looks like there's a Dodgeball 2 coming our way, which is uh, pretty cool. And obviously a better it better star Ben Stiller because he was he was awesome in that movie. Um, all right, other news: uh, Saturday Night Live had come back. I know this has back. been almost a week, but it is back. Um, I was at I was at uh, uh, Oh Hello, the uh, Broadway Where? show with Where? John Mulaney and, and Nick Kroll as their alter egos and Upper West Siders. And dude, they they specifically named my block in the play. Do they really? And I, and when they said it, my wife and I just looked at each other and we're just like, "Oh, wow. That's this is for us." <laughs> and uh, so that was cool. But while that was happening, uh, you were checking out the first episode of season 42 of I, SNL. I, right? I actually didn't watch it live. You didn't. You I, I, liar, I use, you lied right usually, to my face. Well, I don't usually watch Saturday Night Live live. I usually watch the, the Sunday morning. The oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because like usually Saturday night it's date night. I'm out with my wife. I'm mm-hmm. out with doing whatever. But uh, What do you guys do for date night? I'm curious. You know, it's either we'll have dinner with some friends or we'll have dinner together. That's movie, cool. Something like that. Like we usually have some friends we catch dinner with, or That's something. That's great. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, but anyway, yes. Not about SNL. Me, not SNL. Margot back. Robbie. The Margot weekend. Ha- Margot Robbie in the weekend. And dude, I I, I think S- I think season forty two is going to be a good season for us. And here's why I think that. Um, I think the new the new blood is good. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, Can you see it right away? Like, could you tell? Well, Mikey Day was the one that first popped for me, but also I also expected him to pop. 
Right. Mainly because he did that Maya and Marty show, and he was on Wild and Out with with Phil uh, Phil with Pete, Pete Davidson, Davidson, right? So he's got that familiarity with cast members. Second of all, the the Maya and Marty show was a Broadway video production, so Lauren Michaels produced mm-hmm. that. So he wrote on some episodes of that, and basically it was like the fourth. He starred in that as well, and he starred with Maya Rudolph. Martin Short Keenan, and Keenan Thompson. Yep. So it's like, so he had those, there's that instant familiarity with a couple of those cast members. So, like, when he kind of came in, it was like, oh, cool. Like, they knew what they were going to be able to get. They're, they're yeah. coming with. So, I think that Mikey Day is going to be a good one for that. I also think uh, Drew Michael, the comedian uh, who just had a half hour in a special release, an album, a special, an album released, he got hired, like, I want to say they made the announcement Thursday, Friday. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was it, right it was before. Late, I want to say it was like late Friday. So, yeah. I don't know how much he impacted this week. Right. But, He's now writing for Weekend Update, and he's a really whip smart young comedian. What a cool too, gig, so. man! But Specifically dude, for uh, Weekend if you have, Update. if you've kind of, here's the thing about Saturday Night Live, everyone romanticizes the past, mm-hmm. so it's like it. The era of your formative years is the best years. So Excellent. for me, it's like when, whenever who was ever on the show mm-hmm. when I was thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, Kevin Nealon's my favorite Weekend Update that's guy. How, it's always romanticized, okay, sure. and I think that's I think that's unfortunate because. They're really hitting their stride, particularly with Weekend Update. Che and Jost, like those dudes, the back and forth these guys have. And also, a lot's happened politically over the summer, so sure. they have a lot to talk about. But, like, the the, the report between the two about just, you know, the jokes between the two as, a, as both friends, as both a man of color and a man of not of color, like the jokes just hit and they're really biting. Che had some great takes on the Colin Kaepernick, uh, uh, you know, kneeling for the national anthem uh, point of view, which I thought were like really spot on and great. A lot of the the public will take away, and you probably have heard that he used the N word in, mm-hmm. in that description. But then you weren't listening to the context. Right. If that's all you took out from that, you weren't listening to the damn context. Classic. Before. It is, but at the same it's time, classic it's unfortunate. Like, it's like you know. it's like it's on at midnight on a Saturday night. Like yep. the use of the N word. I'm not saying uh, I would use it, but Michael Che has every right in his, on this planet to use it, and he used it well within the context and in the right means of getting his point across. Right. Uh, but yeah, SNL. I'm pretty excited about the season. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, it's a bummer that you know a couple guys left that I liked, like Jay Farrow and, and Taron Killam. But I think at the same time, like that show, the only constant in that show is change. Uh, Alec Baldwin as Trump, I think, is a good call too. Uh, Do you so, you yeah. don't think? Uh, and, and this is no offense to Alec. Apparently that was Tina Fey's suggestion to Lauren Michaels. Hey, Chef Alec Baldwin. Do yeah, he'll, but he'll do why it not have a cast member do it? No, we we just got done spending a whole summer. With with uh, Trump versus Bernie. Oh yeah, like Anthony Adamaniac. Dude, his Trump is amazing. It is. I mean, it I don't is know. so good. Like when I when I watched it in Montreal, I was so lost. I he looks like him. I know he, exactly his why. Mannerisms I have, I have your are just here. and his everything his his delivery the, and the and the tone of how scary Trump can be yeah, is yeah. brought to light. Through his pr- presentation of Trump, it is like unbelievable. I know exactly why. He's not famous, and what I mean by that is 2008. Yeah, I guess. 2008, the last time we didn't have an incumbent running for a president, Tina Fey, Sarah Palin, they had a moment. SNL, right? And but I feel but like this tr- would put him and the show on the but map because it's undeni- here's undeniable. But, but here's the but. The butt is he's not famous. What's the What's the bigger headline grab? Alec Baldwin is Trump. Or I get it. Unknown dude does really good impression of Trump. I get it, but and and but, and that's but what, afterwards but that's, that's com- not going to be the headline. It's not going to be the headline. But here's the thing: SNL had its best ratings for a, series, a season premiere in years. With it was like up like twenty three percent over. You last don't think year. that's Margot Robbie? I think it's. I think it's because the, dude, they made specific Clinton Trump debate 
teasers for SNL. Yeah. So they were teasing that hard. They want their 2008 election moment with this Trump with this Trump Clinton stuff, and that's what they're going for. Right. Um, because the last time SNL has been quote unquote super biting and relevant to political commentary was in 2008. That's what the the critics are saying. So they're looking to have that moment again. Um, many say Tina Fey's portrayal of Sarah Palin kind of swayed that election. Uh, I'm assuming that many will say the same thing about Alec Baldwin if it resonates enough before the election season. Yeah, we'll see. So, all right, that's, well, that's what I think. That's my personal take on it, and I think I'm pretty close to the the, the thought process in that too. Well, the good news is. Uh, Saturday Night Live is trending up, and that's and that's what we want. It and never trends down. Like I, I, I mean, it like, is. There's down. There's quote unquote rebuilding seasons, but there's always something worth seeing, watching, hearing. Sure. These people are the cr- the cream of the crop. It is Mount Rushmore. You climb in the world of comedy. It is an institution. They're never just going to fuck things up. So. Are you sneezing? Oh no, I couldn't tell if that was a sneeze or a yawn, but it oh, was neither. It was a sneeze yawn. That a was a uh, that sneeze. was a my body didn't know what to do. That's fun. Um, all right, so head over to laughbutton.com, check out the full breakdown of us now if you want to see uh, sketch by sketch. Uh, we got that covered for you. Also, want to give you the heads up that uh, uproarious, a brand new show from Fuse, is starting this week, and this is uh, hosted by Jimmy Tatro, who's a massive internet. Uh, sensation when it comes to YouTube. Dude's got like 2.3 million subscribers. Uh, he also does stand-up. He does great sketches. His sketches are, are unbelievably hilarious. I remember hilarious. that one sketch he did with that other YouTube's Vine star, Brittany mm-hmm. Furlon, about how to make it into the Mile High Club. I just always remember that yeah. one sketch they did, too. His th- This most recent sketch, it's uh, it's about saving a cell phone that's about to fall into a pool. Is all, I mean, that's it's awesome. That's great. Uh, yeah, check it out. So uh, what I did is I did uh, an interview with Jimmy and then also two comedians that are going to be featured on this show. Okay. There's uh, crazy uh, too many comics to name that are going to be a part of this thing, and people that we've heard of like a Shane Torres who I did an interview with, yep. but also uh, the Mike Polks of the world, Mike Polk Jr., who you may know from the hastily made Cleveland tourism videos. Love that guy, uh, he's a beast in Cleveland, but Coming now he's going to be Cleveland town oh, so good. Have a look at both of the buildings, <laughs> and that's going to be in your head forever. That is a part Cleveland. of your life forever, forever, right? And uh, my, we got Mike Polk to thank for that. So, so I did interviews with Jimmy, Mike and Shane uh, and did a huge feature piece on Uproarious uh, so be sure to check that out on Fuse uh, this Friday uh, when you get the chance and uh, so much more so thelaughbutton.com and right now uh, we're going to head to our Derek Waters interview uh, where we try to come up with a fantasy football name together we do very excited to welcome back Derek Waters the human being he's here still human Still After human. all these years, <laughs> and he, I'm a human being doing some press. I call it depressing because <laughs> my first name is Derek. The initial is D. And you're pressing, right? Yeah, and it's depressing doing press, <laughs> but not with you guys. It makes perfect sense. You can say it's depressing doing press. Yes, yeah, sometimes it is. Like you do those radio interviews, you know, they do like. Two hours they just of like block ten it off minutes. And bang like, out. Yeah. This is Mike the Moose from Milwaukee. <laughs> You're talking creator Derek Waters. Derek, gotta ask you, uh, how many drinks have you had? <laughs> I haven't had anything to drink. This is my voice. Yeah, well, I can tell you've had a couple. No joke. <laughs> this one guy was like, 
uh, I was like, no, this is just my voice. You, you think this is the voice I chose when God asked me which voice I want when I go down there? And uh, he's like, well, I didn't mean to offend you, but I bet I could drink you under the table. Uh, you and I get a couple of drinks. Might end with a steak knife, but we'd figure out what would happen after that. Honk, honk. Weak, weak. Steak knife? Are you <laughs> asking to murder me? <laughs> Mighty Moose. Ball sack in the van in the yeah. morning. Skeeter in the munch. Munch, 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 munch. That's munch. your go-to. Yeah, yeah Skeeter in the Skeeter munch. Skeeter in the munch. I love that. <laughs> Skeeter in the munch. <laughs> Did you have aspirations of being a... A morning. <laughs> I no, think he just I, proved a he morning. I, I did though. Ninety-eight Rock was really cool growing up in Baltimore. Okay. And what I were they did, spinning back then, there? Kirk, Mark, and Lopez. They were. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a thing when you're a kid and you hear you like something, but like if you get older and you look back and you're like, probably wasn't that great. But I I love them and I did like want to be a DJ, but I never thought about like being. Like a morning DJ, but I always right. liked the radio, and um, I like talking, and I love music. Were you able to? Were you ever able to score tickets or like be the sixth caller or whatever? And, I and was. This is you a gotta... great story, and <laughs> yes, you, and make fun of me because I deserve it. But I, I truly loved Sean Mullins. Okay, Do you remember Sean Mullins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rockabye was that his hit? Rockabye, Everything's yeah. It's like Nashville with the tank. Yeah, that's the we, line. So we, we have guitars in the room. No, we, I uh, no, we don't want to do this. <laughs> All right, um, but I really loved him. He really inspired me to like chase after my dreams, and that sounds very sad. <laughs> but I, I'll make it sadder. I remember going to see Simon Birch by myself. And that song played, and I was trying to figure out what I was gonna like, if I was gonna go to LA or not. And then when I heard like, everyone's got a plan. It's like Nashville with a tan. <laughs> Everything's gonna be all right. And I was like, oh man, this is great. So they had like a mix one of six point five had a contest to meet Sean Mullins and being like in this very small acoustic setting with him. Big underplay for Mullins. Yeah, <laughs> big underplay. That time. But sure. all that you had to do, you had to be. I don't remember which number caller. But to hear, it's like Baltimore with a tan. (laughs) (laughs) And I called and I got on and my brother was so sweet to say yes to come with me. And we sat on beanbag chairs and Sean Mullins signed my beanbag. Yeah. You still possess? Do you still? I still possess the autograph. Like I ripped oh, off. Oh, you cut off the. I think the beanbag. The swatch didn't really make the... it in the 19 years. And that's why we have drunk history. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how that it all started. That is a hell of an origin yeah. story, man. I mean, no, it is. I don't know if Sean Mullins has many origin stories he can take credit for out there. Yeah. Now, now at this point, have you tried to contact him since you? I have not, famous? but I would love famous? to. I'm yeah. not famous, but well, I would I, love I, to meet him. I would love because mm-hmm. when I I remember meeting him at that, I was like, uh, what did I say? I was like, it's great. <laughs> it's oh good man, to be when you look back at like the things you did, as <laughs> there's a kid, like douche chill moments. It's sad, but it's also like. When you meet someone that's so nervous and wants to do it, you're like, oh, yeah, we all used to be like that. Absolutely. I said, like, it's great to have another dreamer out there, like, <laughs> speaking the words. There's some How old were you? that I had. Just please had, tell like, me that's going to... You're like 18. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you had the whole world figured yeah, out. Yeah, I was so <laughs> obsessed with, like, just be a dreamer, man. Because uh-huh. he had a song, like, sometimes we dreamers just get in the way of things. And I'm like, yeah, I got to leave mom and pops. Yeah. <laughs> 
Sean so, Mullins told me so. So if you if you pen an autobiography, is he going to do the foreword for you? Yeah, you he's got to write the foreword. Oh yeah, that would be great. That be would amazing. be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I I had a really bad title if I ever did a book was uh, still crazy after all these beers. That's good. It's punny. <laughs> Get the soft the and Paul Simon never, uh, fan base. I'll never. Wait, didn't you just uh, didn't you just tweet about um, none intended? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I love puns. Yeah, yeah, puns are great. None intended. Yeah. Do you have a favorite all-time pun? Like, what's a, that? An all-time favorite? Yeah. Pun? I don't. Uh, I don't know, because they all are purposely bad. So sure. it's not like this one was a shoe in. I so don't you, have one. So you'd probably think be pretty more. good at like naming a fantasy sports team, because like those are all puns. Are they? Because I know I never played fantasy I football. Either, a lot of those fantasy sports teams are puns. Yeah, people like to you know play with the names like like. Uh, I, I'm playing a fan. I'm in a fantasy football league at work, right? Uh, which I guess seemed to be required. I don't know. Our, our uh, coworker was pretty enthusiastic it. about it. I don't know anything about sports, so I was like, ah. Oh, so there's a guy named Jeremy Macklin, and and the name of my team is Macklin O'Brien, mm. right? After the cereal. Right? Sure. So that's just my team name because that's what I came up with. I guess it's fine. It's not good at all. The look he's giving you. Wait, right is now. this my Sean Mullins moment? Is this <laughs> happening to me right I now? Know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but people. Let me sign your bing bang. Uh, I'll sign your bing bang. I do. I don't get the pun. That's why I'm looking at you like that. Oh, Macklin oh. O'Brien. Macklin right. O'Brien. Right. And, and his name's Macklin, so Macklin O'Brien. Because they usually do a pun off of somebody. I would have done Macklin and Rosie. Macklin and Rosie, get on board? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. All right. Yeah. That's a good one. I'll be I, the one of the best just ones changed that, it. One of the best ones I heard was this was around the time that uh, uh, Ray Rice, the guy from Baltimore, beat oh, his yeah. wife, that, and that. someone named their team Beats by Ray, as in Beats by Dre, but Beats by Ray. <sighs> Terrible, brutal, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, Romo's sexual tendencies is another one that you don't want to sexual tendencies. Yeah, Romo's sexual tendencies is another one. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I guess you know sports. I don't know anything about sports, so Beats by Ray to me is the best. Yeah, it's a good one. The only one I remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Derek, uh, how old how, am I? No, well, <laughs> you know what? Let's start with that. How old are how you, old Derek? Are you? I am twenty-two. Twenty-two years old. Yes. So okay. you only met Sean Mullins four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you were like really yesterday. young. Yeah. I totally understand why you were so nervous. Thank you. I mean, you. there is no yeah. reason to not be nervous Thank at you. that age. You were underage actually yeah. at that point. So. Yeah. Okay. I now didn't start getting work till I could drink. <laughs> Wait, Drunk History is three seasons and you're 22. How does that work? Four. It's four seasons now. Oh, That's, sorry, four no, seasons. No, it's okay. It's okay. And so you're 22, so does yeah. that mean you've been drinking since you were 18? Yeah. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> but yeah, legalize it. <laughs> legalize it. <laughs> no, I'm 37 years young. How, how many fake origin stories have you told about? Fake origin? Origin Dude. stories have oh, you like, told about oh, Drunk oh, History? Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, where it came from? Yeah, yeah, like, like pretended. That yeah, it was from. Are, are you else? at the point now where you're taking, you're, you're telling fake origin stories of the, I you know? You're saying origin like that, origin. Uh, I've never told. Well, it's a fake like origin. like oil. It's only one syllable, but everyone origin. 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 origin story. What's the origin? Of? Yeah, not O R G N. What am I doing wrong here? You're just being Midwestern with an origin. Accent. That's all you're doing. Origin. Origin. Origin, origin story. <laughs> I don't know where this is. I don't is know. Going. I've never made up a story. I've never I never made something up for that. But I probably should. Yeah. I was gonna say you're season four now. I think it's about time you start telling people, you know, funny well, stuff. Well, who about knows? Maybe the Sean Mullen story is a is the fake origin story. Yeah. <laughs> was he and drunk so when at he that was, performance? He was not drunk, no. But uh, yeah. No, I don't have a fake origin story. I, I wanna make one up. 
Yeah, we'll but work. I don't know what it would be because it's kind of <laughs> what the origin of it is is the only way you could come up with it is being drunk and listening to your friend tell a story that you don't think really happened <laughs> and you want to see it reenacted. But then it switched because that's what I thought would be funny was like I kept picturing a guy like coming to kill John Wilkes Booth and like die motherfucker die and like looking at the camera like yeah I don't think he really said that. But now it's so much about just like finding stories that make you go like, why weren't we taught that? Why right. don't we know yeah. about that? And finiding really obscure stories like, how uh, do you find them? Do you like consult researchers? His, yeah, like PhD uh, students and researchers, and make sure every story has a lot of sources to it. Just you don't want to. It's easy to make shit up, and most yeah, people sure. think they're all made up. So. Um, that is what's incredible about the show is it's 100% true. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's uh, I could see why that would get lost in the sauce. Yeah, but because you're, talk, you're, you're basically, you don't have credibility as a drunk person in general. Right. And that's why I think the, the yeah. humor lies, too, is like a very true crazy story being told by a non-credible source, maybe, mm-hmm. is a good way to think about it. Well, um, by the way, nice beard off with you and Duncan Trussell in the opening. The beard off. Yeah, oh, you guys. Thank you. Oh right, we had. They beards, did two. Yeah. You, 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 you did two cuts back to back, and I was like, "The bear, they're having a beard off right now." I didn't know if that was slipped in there as an Easter egg. The episode that, yeah. You do, yeah. I watched it. I uh, know, I know that one. I mean, <laughs> no, the one kidding. that would air when kidding. this comes out. But, oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. um, I like beards. Beards are fun. <laughs> yeah, they're interesting. Can't say yeah, I ever I had, grew a big uh, one. I was in a band called the Bearded Lady, or no, my friends were in a band called the Bearded Lady. I wanted to do a... Wait, you're not sure? I'm you're thinking not sure of, if you're no, in a no, band? No. I mean, I remember paying of, for rehearsal, but I never got to perform. Uh, the Bearded Lady. No, yeah, we were in that. But I was thinking of a pun because I had a fake band for a short minute called the Bare Naked Babies. Because um, <laughs> I just wanted to like come at me like, when I say yeah, you say baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like dumb shit, man. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta chase those vices yeah. down. Yeah. Right? I'd love to sneak one of your notebooks and just look in there and see all the ideas you've written down. Yeah. Do you, do you prefer to write crayon. them or, or, or record them? I do. I like both. Yeah. I like both. Great story, Jerry. How many, uh, <laughs> how many end up seeing the light of day, would you say? I mean, are Ideas? You, yeah. None. Yeah, none of them? <laughs> none. I just like for me, yeah, to just be like, if I do get in a coma, like, what are ways that I think I'll get out of it? It's like, <laughs> you would remember this really dumb idea, and then you'd get out of it. <laughs> but you always got to write. You got you to you gotta write shit down. Absolutely. Have something to talk about in therapy. Turn that into a show, Drunk Coma. Drunk yeah, I, coma. I, I envision a whole drunk series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you moderate the drunk series. Like, yeah. You know, like, uh, like drunk man. Drunk house hunting. Oh, I like that. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, International I'm drunk house hunting. Yeah, yeah. House hunters, drunker national or something like that. I love that. I think one uh, next season, I'm gonna, I want to do one called Drunk Mystery, where it's just like a murder mystery episode and... But then the like comedy part of me wants to just do something really sewer, just drunk people trying to solve crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a whole thing here, and you just yeah. kind of corner the drunk market. Yeah, that would be a great way to leave a legacy behind. <laughs> he was really great with figuring out the drunk market. <laughs> now that's got to be interesting though. But like, I, mean, I, I look at like a, a David Tell's Insomniac, where mm-hmm. like literally up until 2016, still he's getting people like, oh. Oh, let's go drinking. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm assuming wherever you go, people are like, 
hey, dude, here's a drink. Here's a yeah, this, here's a that. Yeah, I just tell people I don't drink. Because if <laughs> you take one, that's yeah, yeah, it's just the, it's the gateway. It yeah, it's the gateway, you can't, man. You just can't. You just can't. No, no. Yeah. But it is cool. And I, I am flattered that people want to get drunk with me. Now, I just uh, don't do it. Now, if <laughs> I can ask you, n- not a more se- serious question, but a, 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 an aspect question about the show is that I feel like when you do talk about a political situation or something that has to do with politics on the show, you present it in a way that uh, doesn't take sides. Mm-hmm. Like you don't ever want it to be you telling people how they should remember Never. something and or, you know, agree or disagree with something. Yeah. You're just saying, very here it is. conscious of that. Yeah. It, that there's... You know, I find it much like why we didn't like school and why we liked one teacher. It's because they talked to us. They didn't talk down to us. They didn't say, this is what you got to do. This is this is why you have to learn about this. They just talked. And I feel like the same thing with our show. It humanizes history. And the last thing I want to do is make you or feel like this is what you have to believe. And this is why this is wrong with what's going on today. It's just like... Hey, the this story might relate to what's going on today, but this is just a story that happened. I'm not saying anything else, you know. So, I'm very conscious of that because I don't want to be a political comedian. <laughs> I would also assume it helps because it is. You go back far enough in history. I mean, what's the most recent story you guys have done? Uh, maybe Patty Hearst, maybe Timothy Leary. Um, it's still yeah, far enough Leary away. Was like a 70s, modern, right? 70s? Yeah, it's still far enough away that like a modern TV watcher was like, "Oh, that's like during my parents' time or something like that." Right. Like, you're right. not tackling like something that happened in 2008. Right. Yeah. I think. Well, this year, one of my favorite stories, Bob Odenkirk narrates the story of the disco demolition of 1979 okay. in Chicago, and that is just like, it was my dream. I mean, Bob Odenkirk's why I wanted to do comedy and. Um, he's been my mentor and he doesn't even drink so for him to say he would get drunk and tell the story it was really cool that's crazy yeah yeah. that's really awesome that's an episode called Shit Shows (laughs) now do you have to now that's actually a good a good touch point too is because there's a lot of comedians out there that for lack of a better way to put it are recovering from addiction Mm -hmm. like so it's a weird line where there's definitely 100%. certain com- there's definitely certain comedians where like I would love to get that guy but he doesn't drink. It's just not so. an option. Yeah. And, so yeah. then you offer yeah. them a reenactor part. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah. that, that, that's, I didn't even yeah. think of it that way, but that's how. You and I'm it. conscious too of like there's certain people that I've done and I'm just like oh I'm I'm not gonna do them again because it is a it's nothing that I want to abuse or uh, glorify. And when you're with someone that like their personality switches, I'm just like okay. No, they got to take care of this. I'm not going to indulge in yeah. anyone that has a problem I don't have on the show. Who uh, who makes the uh, worst list for, for lip syncing when it comes the to... The worst? Uh, I can't rip on anybody. <laughs> They're so great. I know. They're all but, so great. But it is amazing. Like You're spot on when it comes to the uh, sync, man. Well, it's, you're, you're dead on. And Thomas I, Lennon, the too. Best like, kudos. Thomas Lennon's great. Yeah, he crushes and, uh, it. Yeah. This year we... Ha- Man, there's so there's a lot of new people, but there's no one really that is bad because mm-hmm. it also is very. It's not easy. It's, yeah, it's hard to do when people like put on the character that they're playing and the narrator. Like it is a really cool thing. Like Alia Shawcat, who plays Hamilton this year, she to me is like one of the best. And Jason Ritter's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
they're all good. Musicians like Billy Joe Armstrong did it this year. And that's so great. cool. Musicians know how to lip sync. Yeah, you know? that's true. <laughs> Dave Grohl. You got Lin-Man Miranda from uh, Hampton. Lin-Manuel, yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's incredible. A, that's it like, was really cool. How big yeah. it is that? Is like, how do you approach someone like that and say... I I had heard that he liked it, and so we follow each other on Twitter. There, I said it. <laughs> and I just reached out to him, and we talked on the phone. And it's sort of like, you know, I don't want you to feel like you got to do the musical. I want it to be your own. And so usually our episodes are three stories, mm-hmm. but, but his is just one the whole, whole story. Yeah. And Aubrey Plaza plays Burr, so it was cool doing two so great. women as Hamilton and Burr. Oh, that's that's really cool. That's really really cool. I like girls. <laughs> favorite favorite. I, I I've always wondered like who is the best drunk to hmm. get drunk with because you the obviously best. get drink with a lot of people. Like yeah. I have my suspicions. Sure, can like, I hear him? Kyle Kinane, I think. Yeah, I think he's just a hilarious drunk. I, I assume he's hilarious drunk. He is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't know. He's one of them, but I, I, I've always thought. Uh, Rich Fulcher is definitely one I thought that like. <laughs> yeah, he's wait like till a you funny see drunk. the one okay. he does this season. <laughs> he's beautiful, and uh, yeah, his word, the words that come out of his mouth, I can tell he doesn't know are about to come out of his mouth. <laughs> Um, but get, yeah, they are, there there isn't a bad one in the bunch. That's you know? awesome. Maybe one in the past four years, but that's pretty good. Couple hap- all happy drunks. No, all, no yeah, angry no. Drunks. When it gets sad, it's time to go, guys. <laughs> bye bye. At what point did you realize the the tables had turned a little bit in the sense that people were asking to do the show versus having to reach out Big to have people. them do do the show? Yeah, Dave Grohl, Billy Joe. I know, dude. Yeah. Dave. Really? I mean, that's I don't know insane, man. I don't remember the switch, but I think. Yeah, I think it was just when it became on TV and more people seen it because I was so used to just like emailing agents and sending them the YouTube link. And then mm-hmm. when people started coming saying like, oh, yeah, Octavia Spencer would like to be on the show. Ronda <laughs> Rousey would like to be on your show. What the fuck is happening? What disease do I have? What kind of Make-A-Wish foundation is this? Yeah, I was just going to say you can only use the, the Make-A-Wish excuse like a handful of times. No, I have to just deal with it. I'm dying. <laughs> Well, I would also assume that you have a list of people that you haven't gotten yet either. Oh, as well. huge! Yes, yeah. Bill Murray is on. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a is great that one. Top of the mountain, like uh... yeah, him and Eddie Vedder. Okay, oh Eddie, Eddie Vedder and Bill yeah. Murray. Yeah, uh, but I met Bill Murray a long, long time ago at Sundance, like 2010, and he's like, "What is this drunk history?" And so I was like, <laughs> "This is my moment," and I told it to him, and he's like, "It's very hard to play drunk." And I was like, no, no, you don't play drunk. You just move your lips to someone that's drunk. And he's like, too confusing. And I was like, wow, <laughs> man. He's out. Well, he, you know, he has a, he has a golf line now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, golf yeah. clothing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. William so Murray that, collection. So what does that mean? I do the history of golf clothes? Yeah, yeah. something golf Or just a golf story. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's an untold. Arnold Palmer maybe plays Arnold Palmer. Just yeah. passed away, you know, it's a, it's a legacy thing. He's a big Cubs fan, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. big Cubbies thing. I yeah. think, think you make yeah. it happen. You got to write something tailor-made for him and then leave the pitch on his phone, right? Doesn't he have that? He, is yeah, that I've left messages. Yeah, you just leave a message. and so funny. He likes it. so funny. But it really is just... I hate saying it because it sounds work. I don't even like the term Hollywood, but it does sound Hollywood. But it's just about meeting people. Like yeah, yeah, that yeah. if I knew one of his best friends, all you have to do is say, hey, can you ask Bill? Like, right. To all of you dreamers out there listening to Sean Mullins, the unfortunate <laughs> reality is you have to know people. 
It's true. Just, uh, and uh, That's how you're in this room right now. Because well, I know you, and I know your email address, and I know when I get <laughs> emails from you. Yeah, it is how I'm in this room. Well, I mean, that's that's the basis of almost any business. Is like you got to network, you got to meet people, and yeah. call upon people when you need to, and don't and be work. a dick to people. You just have to work. And yeah. when people are like, I don't want to do that job. Like, shut up, man. Do you want to work? Like, not every job is going to be fun. Yeah. Right. But if it's leading you towards what you want to do, shut up and work. There's too many people. All these Kickstarter things and GoFundMe, like, asking poor people for money. <laughs> Right. I hate it. For for something they may not even like in the end. Right. Yeah. And just because the poor person thinks like, oh, well, if I give money, maybe they'll put my name at the end of, or they want to hire me. No, they're not going to hire you. They're going to take your money. It disgusts me. It really pisses me off. Really? I've never heard that, that strong reaction to yeah, that. Yeah, no, it I mean, really like, I, I would yeah. donate to him if like, you have a friend with cancer or something like that. That's but, like, different. Yeah, it yeah, is. That's, it is. Paying, paying medical bills is different yeah, than, yeah. yo, hey, I, I got this. $100,000 to make this shitty film about how hard my life was growing up with nepotism. Fuck off. So <laughs> super indulgent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, didn't Seb gotta... Sebastian Maniscalco went off on it too during? Uh, I don't know if he did that for you. You know Sebastian, the, I don't, the comedian. No. He he was uh, one of the headliners of uh, Oddball Comedy Festival oh, this, yeah, yeah, this yeah. year, and and uh, and yeah, he's got a huge bit about that. The the GoFundMe, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then he just yells work. Well, right. Like work. like really loud, and that's it. And it's like end a bit. You know, I don't even know if it's a joke, but I think it's also a play on like the society as a whole. Is we live in a society that's instant gratification, and that's mm -hmm. a, just that's the version of instant gratification yeah. for people wanting uh, but, to do things. But how many GoFundMe projects have been successful to the point where people have turned them into careers? You know, well, there and definitely it, are people that have gotten jobs and started. I'm not saying that's not the that, case, but yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I would yeah, think absolutely. people would learn. Hey, this isn't maybe the best route to go. And I've already called in all my favors and asked for right. people for money. I mean, so we now, should say that, yes, yeah. a disease is different. <laughs> yes, like yes, someone yeah. who has a terminal problem that needs help doesn't have insurance. Right. Like that is a whole different case. Sure. We're specifically talking about people just asking for money in general without any real purpose except like, I want to make my film. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I love movies. I love making shit. But you have to work for it. You, it just pisses me off when people just get shit without even like trying. I think it also provides a barrier of entry. If it's frictionless, everyone will do it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have a lot of crap. I think that's kind of what happened in the music business. Everyone was able to figure out how to record an album super, super quick and super, super cheap and make it sound relatively good. Now everyone makes a record and not everyone should be making a record. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, but, but like you said, it's just the world we live in now, man. Well, I mean, but look at like this podcast. Like we were like, okay, we want to do a podcast. What is it going to take us to do some stuff? Who do we know that we can call to do some guests, and then you just build it from there. And now we have Derek on. This. Well, I mean, that's that's the pinnacle. It's all downhill. Yeah, from if you podcast that they will come. Isn't that what you <laughs> oh, said? Oh, the studio we're in. I did you know, say just someone wanting to do that work direct quote downstairs people, before so. we came up, which is did weird. You? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, season four currently happening right now on also Comedy on Central Tuesdays. <laughs> now streaming on Hulu. Yes. Yes, yes. It's been uh, a weird, amazing ride that I did not know it would mm -hmm. take me this far. So, I'm just so thankful. And, um, yeah, this season's my favorite season. And I know people would obviously say that, but it is because I didn't do cities. It just did themes. Cause yeah, it was I just themes wanted to grab. Stories uh, and just figure out how to make sense of them, you know. 
like Legends is an episode just like has Buster Keaton, a Buster Keaton story, uh, Marilyn Monroe, Ella Fitzgerald story, and a story of a guy named Sam Patch who is the world's first daredevil. Who's Kyle Kinane plays? And, oh, uh, so good. He just jumps off Same waterfalls. What? So That's it's it. a guy that like you would never ever hear of, but he had a really great story. And um, yeah, I just wanted to find stuff that made you go like, man, I want to, I want to learn more about this guy. He got real famous and bought a bear. And he'd bring the bear to <laughs> his jumps and make the bear jump first, and then he would what? go jumping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I play the bear, not to brag. So I can 100% see why someone would just say this is totally made up and nonsense. Yeah, of course. Right, yeah. Like, you just, hear that yeah. and you're like, you got, whatever. Yeah. You know? Right. You like, how have I never me. heard that story? Yeah, yeah, how have I never heard that story? It's amazing. Same oh, patch. Man. Yeah. Have any teachers gotten in that touch with you? I That's a good question. You know, well, to, I will say the about? most positive thing about Facebook in my life was reconnecting with my favorite teacher, Mr. Stang, my history teacher, and... Uh, now we're friends. Oh, you know, you can't really be friends with your teacher in <laughs> yeah. school. You right. still call him Mr. Whatever. You're going to be on Dateline or Nightline. Right. Yeah, exactly. But I still call him Mr. Stang. I, I, do I all could my not call still. him Gil. Yeah. I love his name, Gil Stang, but <laughs> I couldn't be like, Gil. Sounds like a bass player from, like, you know. Gil Stang. Yeah, Gil base. Stang from, you Fill know, in for like from Crocus. <laughs> He's you the know? coolest man, and I always uh, came home from school and would tell my parents, like, what Mr. Stang talked about. Oh, that's awesome. And I hated school, so he wow. was... So, yeah, he's come to me, and then, you know, uh, other teachers that I went to, uh, I, that taught me have said how much they like it, which is the uh, ultimate compliment, you know, that... Sure teachers are realizing like i am trying to teach now now has he offered up his services or have you ever thought about bringing him on as a consultant he, he was on In- uh oh a consultant i would love that but he's still teaching oh, he's gotcha. still a great great teacher um but he was in the episode last year in Invent- inventors him and i are just like drinking in a baltimore bar oh, yeah that's great but, yeah it's pretty cool so, i thought i wanted to be a teacher i just didn't think it would be like this but I'm, I don't you're, consider you're, myself a teacher. That sounded really pretentious. I just, I wanted to like school, but I didn't know how. Interesting. Well, I would imagine this turns a lot of people on to history. Like, oh, there's some cool things that happened in history. Yeah, it turned me on because yeah. I didn't really, like, I only liked history because of Mr. Stang. But it wasn't like after that I, you know, I liked Howard Zinn and reading stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But n- now I'm so fascinated by it. So did he answer the question why we're not all taught this stuff? It's good. Did you ask him that? Like, hey, why, why hasn't any of this seen the light of day? Or, or I don't know if I've directly asked him that, but I think if I did, he would bring up public schools. You know, that's just like curriculum. You know, sure. a lot of kids come up to me and say, "My teacher shows me your episodes in class," and I'm like, "What's really? the name of your private school?" Like, yeah, <laughs> there's no way public uh, public schools just uh, yeah, not to get all political in public schools, but. As Tupac says, it's got to be a change. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I forget the song changes. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, the, the people need to be learning more. That uh, is the underground history. So, I don't know. Oh, man, the more we know, the better we are. You know what I'm saying? This super- is Deepak. <laughs> Chopra. 
there's I, there's got to be a college somewhere that will that there's got to be a college somewhere that's like okay we're gonna have a drunk history Deepak, curriculum because you always hear about like they study the Simpsons or they study this or mm-hmm. that like that yep. would, would that be that I would imagine that would be a crowning achievement if there's like a if there's a drunk a history course class? on drunk history yeah yeah. I hope it's just history, and they're like, "Oh, we are going to talk about this story." And well, technically, it is history. It it's is history. I mean, there's, yeah. f- you know, four seasons in the books worth of history. You yeah. know, of the history. Very much so. Now, uh, I know you have to get out of here. Uh, we could, we can end on this if, or when it gets to the point where um, there's going to be a documentary made about drunk history, oh, but done in the going. style of drunk history. Yeah. Um, who's going to be narrating it? Who do you want to narrate? The history of drunk history. The history of drunk history, and and who do you want to play you? Oh, man, either way, I'm gonna sound like an asshole. <laughs> I say you go with a real news guy. Like, oh, I would love <laughs> like Lester. Holt. Oh, but it was <laughs> Keith Morrison. Okay, he had an idea. I didn't know how long it would go, but it kept going. A drunk Keith Morrison? <laughs> no, he the... wouldn't be drunk. Oh, he would. Just oh, be... I guess he would have because yeah, he's he narrating. Narrating. I thought it was just narrating the history of drunk. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can give both. That's answers. a tough. Any All right, better? sober. Any better? We yeah, 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 yeah. It's fair. I'll say it for you. You said it for me. <laughs> you said it for me. Uh, and then who would play me? I don't know. Um, I think you can say what David about Faustino. Gil? We'll say Gil. Oh, Mr. Stang. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Stang David in the mix. Faustino. <laughs> well, people think I'm Bud Bundy a lot. So yeah, you can right. have that. It's you, oh, it's you so know flattering. who used to be his personal assistant is PJ Walsh. You know the comic PJ? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. PJ Walsh. He was, I don't know him. He was Bud uh, Bundy's personal assistant. Yeah, he was. Bu- he was Bud Bundy's personal assistant for a while, and uh, and also was the a dentist at the White House. For the Clintons. It's crazy. Oh, I yeah. think I read that on whogivesashit.org. Oh, wow. What? Come on. PJ. I'm trying, wow. to, like, keep it, I'm trying to keep <laughs> the pace up here. It's Mike the Moose. We're back. <laughs> I just got munched. Skeeter in the Love it, man. Skeeter in the mud. Love it. All right, everybody. Drunk History on Tuesdays, Comedy Central. Season four is underway. And a huge, huge guests yeah, on uh, this guests. season. It's, it's crazy. So you know, one list. I haven't really talked about impressed that is so awesome is Dwight Yoakam. Because, wow. I mean, Sling Blade is the best movie. I'll say that. That and Stand By Me, in my opinion. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, getting to meet that man was unbelievable. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and he's a great musician. I love mm-hmm. him. So, yeah, all the guest stars this year are... Uh, Are you going to get him to sign the opposite side of the beanbag uh, swatch? Uh, you should have got him to... <laughs> I got to find that <laughs> sad... You mean it's not in your wallet? <laughs> no, it's not in my wallet. I wish it was. Now I really do want to meet Sean Mullins. Yeah, you got to get him on the <laughs> show. Get him on the show. What's he doing now? But like, I mean, what's, what's really what would doing? I have him do? I guess a reenactor. reenactor? Absolutely, sure. Just to... uh, Yeah. That's just an Easter egg plant for you. It's for no one else. Right. Totally self-indulgent. I mean, <laughs> he can't be that busy right now. I mean, is he still performing music at this point? Mm, I don't know. I, I, I've lost track of what about the What about the, the history of, of Rockabye Baby? Like the whole tale of how oh, you put Rock-a-bye your baby, baby. Yeah. And you can yeah. tie it in. And, you yeah. Know, that could something be good. There. That could be good. And then he can yeah. say his his quintessential line, it's like Nashville the tan. It's like Nashville. <laughs> how, how long ago was Happy Birthday written? Do we know? Do is there a we time do. frame on that? Because uh, that'd be a cool episode. Yeah, you do like an all music episode. I'm God, sure. you must get pitched episodes yeah, like sure. crazy No, I love too. it. There's it's a cool story. I, I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't remember, but there's uh, there's something behind. Um, uh, you are my sunshine that I'm looking into because there's like 
two different versions of like somebody stole it. I mean, it's always like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All those yeah. old songs that were stolen yeah. or ripped off or lifted yeah. from something else. I just read That's a really one good. Thing I've learned in I read a really good, interesting story about uh, on another podcast actually about how REM's "Out of Time" was one of the most politically relevant uh, albums of the '90s because of the long box it came in. Oh, weird. Yeah, it basically registered people for "Rock the Vote." I think uh, I think moment. I read that too on that same website, uh, Who Gives oh, a who Shit dot org. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say it. I know you said it. <laughs> All right, Derek's we, like, tell we, me more. We and got, you're like, fuck off. We gotta get uh, we gotta get Derek out of here. Uh, I'm sorry. This has been thoroughly depressing. <laughs> this is uh, not depressing. Thoroughly depressing. This so is great. I'm depressing. glad we can continue your depressing tour. <laughs> this is tour. the great depression. <laughs> <laughs> this is the great depressing. The great depressing. I knew my money is worthless. <laughs> All right, cool. Always good to see you, Derek. Always and good. And congrats to see on the success, thank, man. Thank you both for having me. Thank yeah. you. All right, that was Derek Waters. I want to thank him. He's awesome. Uh, he is. He's so great. And I think we each got a jab in there. We each got a ball bust. I think we we kind of went all we went around. Everyone got one in. So round robin did it. We did. Uh, he's always uh, so kind to come by the the uh, podcast. It was great having him back. And season four currently underway of his show Drunk History on Comedy Central. Check it out on Tuesdays. It's one of the better shows out there. And uh, and definitely one of the most unique shows. Oh yeah, the, out the there. premise it's so is cool, and it's a simple idea. Yep. My I was at a party and I was listening to my drunk friend trying to tell me a story, and that's where I came from. That's it. Like the most basic of ideas. I mean, I, I don't say too basic an idea, but like those are usually the good ones. It's yep. like simple premise, simple this, this or this. Boom becomes a thing, you know. So, yeah, hats off to him. Yeah, definitely. All right. uh, So, thelaughbutton.com, it's our website. Check it out. We're still celebrating our 10th year anniversary, and that carries over into our panel. If you're at New York Comic Con, 1 30 to 2 30 p.m. in room 1A21. Friday, Uh, October 7th. Yep, the first ever uh, panel for The Laugh Button Presents The Superhero Fantasy Draft 2016. Danny Tamborelli. Janet Varney, Seton Smith, and Louis J. Gomez alongside Matt and I. And uh, it's going to be awesome, man. It's yeah, going to be nuts. Looking forward to it. A lot of buzz going on with it. And we're super stoked about it. And it will become a podcast. So uh, be on the lookout for that as well. Be sure to follow us on all the socials at the laugh button wherever you can plug that in. And you can follow us personally at I am Klein Schmidt. And I am at Mark Says Hi. That's going to do it for this episode. Until next week, Matt. Goodbye.